Welcome to Triple Fist Bump, the premier gaming podcast where you can hear opinions across generations. I'm the key dream drum of my two girls, Chris. Chris. And Osiris. Osiris. Ow. I don't have a transition, so I have a game I want to introduce you guys to. Actually, Dream knows a little bit about it because he watches me play everything. I play. I played it a little bit and then gave up. Your non-transition was actually an effective transition. Why, thank you. <laughs> yes. I mean, I played it for two seconds and then got super bored, so. The shots fired immediately? Right. Yes. And this is the one who wanted to play The Longing. You didn't even say the name of the game yet. Right. You blew it up before people even knew what it was. Well, the name of the game... But let me tell you the story of how I found this game. It was very sad that it ended up like this because it's such a great game. Uh, so we were watching that amazing Ninten- Nintendo Direct. Was it an Indie Direct or a Nintendo Direct? Indie. The last one was Indie Direct. Yeah. Last time. I was watching that amazing Indie Direct that had Chris Tales in it. Mm-hmm. Other games in it. They all looked hype. I remember that Direct was really hype even though I can't remember any specific game. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> no one cares. This is a good game that no one wants. Hey, there's a <laughs> lot of old farts like me who like that game. I like that game, but I won't buy it. Oh, I'll buy it. But I own Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic books. Like, come on, man. Comic books are probably the so, best thing. Auto comics are amazing. After showing all the games and giving them all their special showcase... They snapped their fingers and just showed a quick reel of the old games that they just um, showcased and then a few random other games. And amongst those random other games was a game called Ender Lilies, Quietus of Nights. And it's the most presumptuous name. I bet you had to look that word up. Yeah, I did. It's the most (laughs) presumptuous name ever. But the art was nice. So I already had mixed feelings going into it. I was like, any game that like is feeling itself this much is probably bad. I don't have good experiences with arrogant things. And uh, yeah, so I picked it up. I bought it anyway because, well, actually, I looked at it. Reviews on its pre-order on Steam. And they were pretty positive. They were saying the game was a Metroidvania, a lot like Hollow Knight. And a lot like Dark Souls, and you play as a little girl with stands. So I was like, "Well, there we go." JoJo's reference. It was right. really just the stands part. If if I need a JoJo, if I have a JoJo's reference, then I will play the game. So I bought it, excited, and this game is amazing. And it's got to be one of my Excellent. favorite games. I might pick of it up. Of the again, year, but of the no, nah, one of my favorite games. Period. I really enjoy. Okay. This game. That are all right. We're in. Okay, yeah. let's. Because you played Hollow Knight. I played Hollow Knight. Yes. And, but I don't remember you saying this of Hollow Knight. Oh, Hollow Knight's really good. Don't <laughs> don't get that wrong. But is it yeah. is it one of the favorite games ever? Good. Mm. Oh man. Okay. And, and yet Dream says that he immediately got bored. Hey. Yeah. Dream dislikes everything <laughs> I like. So, 
You know, if he hated it immediately, you know it's amazing <laughs> immediately. Oh, so his worst game ever will be your best game ever. Yes. Isn't the, the worst? Continues. I mean, it might be good. I just, the first few minutes of it were very boring, so then I dropped it. Hey, it might get exciting. I, I'll try to pick it back up, but. I mean, you don't have to. Yeah. No one's making you. I'll be curious to see if he does. You got to play strange. with an open mind, though. Fresh. Yeah, the strange thing about this game is that the more I play it, the less it's like Hollow Knight to me. Like, I I don't even remember what I saw in it that made me think Hollow Knight. Just being a Metroidvania? Because I don't... I mean... I don't think that's... He just ran into, like, the city of tears of this game. Oh, anyway. The game is fun. Okay, uh... Thank you for listening to Triple Fit. All right, tell me the details. <laughs> All right. got to get some details here. Yeah, so it's a Metroidvania, and you play it as a little girl named Lily. And she runs around with the spirit of a knight on her who fights for her as she tries to regain her memory and discover what happened to this destroyed world that you're in. And so the whole game, you're running through all these collapsed structures Killing. It's look beautiful. I'll admit that. Yeah, they do look beautiful. Like the art is is really good. It's like really subtle. It's not a a whole bunch of bright, vibrant colors like I usually like. But they're really well done. The environments. Yeah, when I took a look at this game, it actually gave me a sense uh, of influence from. Like the various Vanillaware games, mm-hmm. uh, well, games like Odin Spear or, you know, more Boss of the Demon Blade, like Grum Grimoire from PS2. Uh-huh. But like, yeah, like if you take a look at some of those games, mm-hmm. you'll see, particularly with how they style the main character. Right. It's like sprites, but it has the look of like a sprite, but even more so, you know? Mm-hmm. Like there's a tip of, there's a sense of elegance about it that kind right. of struck me with those games. Yeah, yeah, that that elegance definitely. You see that in all the areas. Like they're all destroyed, but it's beautiful in a way. Right. And then it doesn't help that like they have this soft, amazing piano music playing in the background the whole time. Like the music isn't. It's not uh, serious or epic. It's is this gentle like lullaby music playing the whole time while you run through areas and fights for your life yeah and so you run through and you defeat all these monsters called the blighted and uh the the really fun part is that as you go through you discover the uh the story of the world that you're around because you know you got to regain your memory and so through letters and memoirs and diary entries and stuff, you uh, read those and you learn about what happened to the world and about a few key players in Lily's life and with um, in the lives of other people around her. And so you learn okay. about the white priestesses whose job is to uh, cure the blighted because the blight is like, a disease that makes people into zombies. So all these monsters that you're fighting around are people turned into like monstrosities 
and you have to kill them as you go through and purify certain ones that have held on long enough. Mm. Let's in. I'll let Chris talk about this more, but the way they turn into zombies is very weird. What do you mean? Are you okay with me saying it? Yeah. Apparently, there's this rain of death thing that's it's rain that causes the disease and turns people into blight. But there's also the snow of death, which is... Oh, well, you jumped ahead. Like, it's still... I'm wondering, and there's also the snow of death, which is odd to me because it's the exact same thing, but, well, not really. It's like... It's like positive for humans and... Not a negative for blights. Just like how ra- the rain is positive for blights and negative humans. Hmm. It's very weird to me. Yeah, well, it, um. Did yeah, that's a, a pretty big explanation for it. Hmm? I said that they didn't, they didn't give any lore explanation for it. Ah, well, I haven't found all the lore yet. Like, I'm. Hmm. You, you find it as you journey through the world, so. I got a guess as to why that might be using science. <laughs> but, uh, you know, yeah, I don't step on the game's toes, but... The game yeah. seems to, to know its lore. It's like, I don't... I'm usually not a lore person. I don't like doing that, but since it gives you in these... gives it to you in these small digestible chunks, and then... Man, I, I don't do as good a job of explaining games as you guys do, but um, when you get to bosses, bosses are all main characters that were in Lily's life or around uh, the story before she got amnesia. So it was like really sad when you fight them, and then afterwards you get a little cutscene about how they failed to stop the reign of death. And... Uh, Kind of everyone failed at their job a little, and they all feel bad about mm. it. And because of that, like, this entire land has been wiped out. But so, can you save it? <laughs> is this also true of the Spirit Knight? Nah, we don't know anything about the Spirit Knight. He doesn't even have a name. Wait, she has a stand that doesn't... You don't have a name or nothing? No, he has, his name is the Emperor Knight. Yeah, but I that's, guess. that's not a name. I mean, does he talk? Yeah, yes. he talks. He talks to you throughout the whole game. He actually okay, so he does you. have a personality, but... Yeah. Okay. And so... It's a little... As you go through the game, you'll run into bosses or mini-bosses of the Blighted. And what you do is, once you beat them, you can, like, you can purify them with uh, Lily's powers... And then they'll become available to you as a move. And so you, you're you kind of going through the game, collecting all these Blighted to uh, build up your own custom move set. And you can get up to six of these. You can equip up to six of these at a time. Okay. Yeah, which lets you control what you can do and how you fight. And Are they just all like attack moves or are they already just like utility based? Movement based. Uh, they are all attack moves. You learn utility moves from. You learn both from the big bosses. The big bosses don't just have uh, 
an attack that they give you, but they also give you an ability that Lily can just use whenever. Okay, all right. And the mini bosses just increase your number of options in combat. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, that's cool. So, I kind of dislike how uh, Dark Souls is like cornered. It's cool, but I also dislike how Dark Souls is cornered the whole dark fantasy thing. You know, whenever you, <laughs> yeah. whenever you play a game that's dark fantasy, people are like, ah, Dark Souls. But um, I am still going to liken this game to Dark Souls because it's a lot like it. Uh, I like when games can terrify me. And uh, Ender Lilies does a good job of this because when you first go through... There's kind of a... Oh, sorry to interrupt, but in my head, that's kind of weird when you say that. <laughs> I well, like I mean... games that terrify me. I don't want to play the game and just I, be chill the whole time, you know? No, like, I know what you mean. It's just, like, it sounds weird. <laughs> I Think of it like this. What if you had, say, Felix from Fire Emblem standing <laughs> on a thicket, right? Mm-hmm. He's only got three health left. And a man runs up with a lance. And he's got Sword Breaker. He attacks Felix. And Felix only has a 40% chance to dodge. But somehow, not only does he dodge, but he does a crit. <laughs> you were terrified for him up until that moment. Yes, exactly. And then he survived. And Metroidvania is... That's good tension. Yeah. And Metro, Metroidvania is uh, master this because you, you are, like, everywhere you end up is your choice. The game doesn't force you to go anywhere. So it's like, hey, this is an option. Oh, let me check it out. Like, actually, why are supposed to go there yet? Okay, enjoy yourself. <laughs> right. And then it leaves you. So even in games like Fire Emblem, like the battle is hard because the battle is hard. It's not hard because you uh, you chose to do this battle, and uh, there was another route that you could have gone. It's like, nah, it's just hard. So, um, Ender Lilies. It really tricks you at the beginning. You only fight like two or three enemies. And uh, you only fight like two or three enemies at a time. And you're like, oh man, this game is pretty easy. I got like five attacks. These enemies, there are only two or three of them at a time. And then you get to this city. Yeah, so then you get to this city, this destroyed village, right? And you're walking through it, chilling, and you get to the marketplace. And all of a sudden, there are crows in the air shooting down at you archers on the houses shooting down at you and dudes on the ground with broken knives running at you and you gotta fight fix their knife they just run at you with broken knives (laughs) yeah in a village and you gotta fight like zombies six dudes yeah you gotta fight like six dudes at once and you know that was that was Luckily, it's in an area that you can run away, but that was the first time I encountered that. The game is not easy from there on. It's all chill at certain places, and then sometimes you'll fall into a pit that you didn't see, and then be surrounded by enemies on all sides and stuff like that. So it was really fun when your exploration takes a turn you didn't expect, and now you're stuck in this difficult place. I see. So the way you responded to that encounter led you down a path that opened up another avenue of adventure. Yeah, right. 
which is good. Like that's that's some of the best stuff in Metroid in particular is when you're you're thinking to yourself, hmm, I'm gonna go up. I'm gonna see how high I can climb up. And as you climb up, you end up encountering an enemy or you trick a special wall or something, blow you know, blow up a hole in a wall or something, and then that detour sets you on a completely different path than what you intended to do or thought that you were intending to do. And you discover something cool along the way. Like that's that that's a that's a good callback. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, this this game sounds like it yeah, like it has an incredibly moody atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, hit, it on, you like, hit it on the head. Yeah, I'm thinking like you know, getting walking into a village and encountering that type of site. You know, this fill of the blight and everything, like that's yeah, like that's that's a that's a mood piece. It's it's funny because these are entirely different games, but it kind of reminds me of of uh, oh man, what is that game? Resident Evil. That, Resident Evil is a good game. That was my guess. I Mr. Know. X is crazy. <laughs> Dead Cells. That's what I'm thinking about. Two D. Oh, I never played yeah, that. Cause, yeah, Dead Cells is also a game about a blight that comes through. Mm-hmm. And when you're running through his levels, you really get a sense of like, oh, yeah, this place, this place got wrecked. <laughs> this place got wrecked real bad. Jeez. Yeah, you're just like, ooh, yeah. Right. Ugh. But since there are elements of Dead Cells that are procedurally generated, mm-hmm. you start to see the pieces. Oh, it's different. But this yeah, but this game is authored content. So I imagine it hits that balance even greater. Ah uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so that's And it also has some quality I'll call them quality of life changes. Uh from like your typical Metroidvania. So you have a lot of um there's a lot of backtracking, of course, in Metroidvanias, and um, while it's fun to go back and like go places with new abilities, sometimes it gets tedious when you have like three places on the map that you haven't checked, right? And, and uh, get smacked through the floor by an alien because a dumb, because a dumb fake floor was there, and you got hit just as you fell in, so you die thinking you got glitched. That sounds like a very specific insight. That is extremely specific. <laughs> I was reference. just saying, I was just saying, when you backtrack and um, and it's like you have to walk for like five, ten, fifteen minutes, and then you get back and it's like, oh no, this isn't the ability that gets you further. So you need to find another place to proceed. You know, the backtracking for a really long time only to not find it is really frustrating. But um, Ender Lilies kind of gives you the ability to fast travel to uh, all the uh, safe havens or respites. And um, and it gives you that pretty early, and so you get to go back. And on top of that, it also shows you whether or not you found all the hidden stuff in an area, which I have mixed feelings about. Um mm. I like that it shows you because then you can go back and make sure that you get everything 
and I want to make sure I get everything. But I don't like that it shows you immediately. Like as soon as you walk into an area, it pops up on the map. And as soon as you find the item, it turns orange to let you know that you found everything. But it's like, if I just- you say orange would mean you didn't find it. No, orange means you that's found it. That's what I've been using. Now that's what I'm saying. Like, you'd think that it means you haven't found it. That's what I've been used to. Ah, yeah. Interesting color pick, yeah. Yeah, like blue is normally the color of completion. <laughs> that's yeah. the color of incomplete. Right, blue is the incomplete color. <laughs> What? No, no. I was confused yeah, okay, by that okay. a lot at the beginning. Yeah, that'd do it. You get used to it, but had <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I did like, that. Well, what was that? No, I was just gonna say, like, what kind of items are you? Because now look at this game. It doesn't. I don't get the sense that this girl isn't putting on heavy armor or whatnot. Like, like oh. what, <laughs> no. So what type of items are you looking for? Yeah, you yeah, uh... generally. You have notes to read, so they make sure you don't miss any of the lore, which is I think is important because it's easy in this type of game to miss that and ah. if it's scattered all throughout. So those, um, you can miss relics, which are items you can equip to slightly change your attributes, like move speed, health, uh, damage. Okay. And then right. it'll also let you know when you miss things that just increase your health. So little power-ups. But the problem is, when I was just talking about the most thrilling moment of the game being when you get dropped into a place and you don't know how to get out and you don't know what to do, I feel like it immediately kills that sense of adventure to pick up the first item you see and the area just turn orange. It's like, oh, well, there's nothing else to do here. So basically, this place is useless and I don't ever need to visit it again. (laughs) Right. It's it's kind of sad. Oh, I can just way. turn around now, then, can't I? <laughs> you know, like right, that. yeah. That's, I was kind of hoping for more. Yeah, that's really weird because when you think about, I mean, one of the biggest games that makes effective use of the map like that in terms of letting you know where you can still search and where you've already completed your search mm-hmm. is Resident Evil. Actually, yeah, We're like Resident mm-hmm. Evil, the remake, mm-hmm. and uh, the one and two and every game since then when you search an area when you first enter an area is red and then once you complete and find all the items you can find in that area it turns blue right but what it, resident evil does is that they'll show you puzzles or interesting objects you can interact with early in the game mm-hmm. so that you know that's a thing but you won't have the tools to unlock them until later Mm. So you don't get that sense of I stumbled into someplace new and then immediately found one thing right? that was interesting about it because you're like, oh, I see that. That's the magnum. I want that. How do I get it? Right. And so you have and to. And anytime you bring up your map in the game, you look at that red box, you're like, oh, no, the magnum is in there. <laughs> no, the magnum is in there. I want that magnum. Right. <laughs> But yeah, you can't so walk I, into any area and immediately solve the puzzle. Yeah, because then it's like, well, what's the point of the map even then at that point? Is, you know, just... Right. Yeah, that's that's funny. I, I, hopefully they mix that up a little bit more as you go on. I guess it's time-saving, but... Yeah, I want it to turn orange yeah. when you go back to the respite. You know, like, let me know. 
But don't let me know while I'm in the thick of it, especially if it's my first time entering that area. Right. Yeah, no, like that's like with uh, Hollow Knight and filling out the map, right? Right. Like you can explore to your heart's content, but it's not until you go and get that map updated that yeah. you really see what you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, I have so much We're I sitting. want to talk about, but I still feel like I'm missing most of it. Well, if you could break the game down to like its core loop, mm-hmm. like when you turn on this game, I'm I'm pressing the start button. Let's go. All right. How does it flow? Yeah. So you start up the game. You uh, you're at a bench. You're at a respite. You uh, equip your spirits, or you enhance them with uh, some little pieces of light that you find around the map. And you choose your relics that you're going to go out with. Then once you get off the bench... That is that you have them. Right. Then you once you get off the bench, you uh, look for red dots on your map, which are open pathways that you haven't gone down yet. So you find the one you want to go down, and then you travel down it. And you... um, Sorry. Um, Little um, piece of advice here. Each time you rest at a respite... All the enemies are blight respawn, so just keep that in mind. <laughs> yeah. I'll be going souls, okay. Alright, gotcha. And so you go down the area and you fight some enemies along the path to the area. Now all of a sudden, you know, maybe two paths open up. And so you go down one of those paths. Then you run into a room where anywhere from three to six paths open up. And you go down one of those paths. It leads you down to another path. You're lost. I mean, you have a map, but you're lost. Uh, <laughs> so, and then you maybe find a respite. You keep going deeper and deeper and deeper until you run into a mini boss or a boss. And uh, the respite will always be right next to a boss. There might be enemies on the way, but nothing you can't dodge. And then you get to the boss. Uh, you fight them. You fight the boss by uh, attacking them with your spirits, and you have to be careful because in this game, your attacks don't stagger your enemies. So an enemy can't be stun-locked while you're attacking them. So you gotta be careful attacking every little enemy because like you can't just run in and hit them and keep them stun-locked. They can just keep stabbing you while they do it, and they can stun-lock you. So (laughs) you have to watch out for that. But I kind of don't like that. Every enemy has a little stun gauge. And uh, if you hit them with attacks, it'll slowly go down, like in Street Fighter, strangely. Uh, So once you, uh, in this case, empty instead of fill up. But once you empty their stun gauge, they stagger. And (laughs) the stagger times for enemies are so wildly different. It's ridiculous. Like sometimes it could be like two hits, and sometimes it's almost guaranteed that you don't stun them. No, I'm at saying all. Once you stun them, some people fall down on their back and flail when you stun them, and some people stop attacking for half a second and then go back to attacking immediately. Oh wow! Yeah, so is it like have... a visual cue of it? Like, do they go? Uh, or before they do the animation or you just have to learn to pay attention they have yeah they have a visual cue they all have a stun animation and they all you can see their stun gauge so you know when they're about to be stunned 
But, you know, don't All expect right. everyone to flop on their back like in Monster Hunter and, like, sit there while you beat them up because some people literally just, and then hit you again. So, <laughs> you, you gotta oh. watch out. And most of those people are the stronger enemies, so you right. really have to watch out. The most dangerous enemies in this game are the strong regular enemies. Because bosses, they have predictable attack patterns. You just have to get good at dodging them. And when you stun them, the bosses actually stay stunned long enough for you to get two or three hits in. Uh, normal enemies... Unlike most normal enemies. Right. Strong normal enemies will flinch, and then they will hit you back. Yeah, so you go in. Once you beat the boss, you get a new ability. You lay down at the respite, and then you go find a new area to explore. Probably that area you were just in, because you definitely left at least five or six rooms unchecked, if not more. And you didn't open all the barrels, so you probably missed, like, a yeah. relic or two. There are key items in barrels, <laughs> like, in Dark, like in Dark Souls, but you have to... Actually, my bad. Or urns. They're in barrels, too. Barrels, urns, boxes. They're just there. Yeah. In containers, really. Yeah. Like, is your goal, like, clearly defined, too? Do you know in the beginning of the game what you're trying to do and you're just getting the pieces there, or... You You're, kind of. You said, okay, yeah. You said the character's amnesiatic, right? But, yeah. You you kind of so. know because you have the power to purify the blighted, and so you're going around and purifying the blighted, but they're dead already. So all you're doing is putting their spirit to rest. Really, you're not saving them and making them human again. So releasing them from their torment. Yeah. So I guess. If you had a goal, is more like an idealistic, let me help everybody goal, not like, oh, I can clearly stop the blight. No, the blight already came through. It already killed everyone. And um, you kind of just doing your job. You're taking out the trash, yeah. so to speak. So would you say that it is this game's combination of the mood? <laughs> The freedom of exploration and some of the options it gives you in terms of abilities you can equip. Yeah, the digestible story. Is this the story. secret sauce? Yeah. Also, the digestible story. Yeah, I like getting it in small pieces. Yeah. You know, don't hit me with those Kingdom Hearts cutscenes. Uh, well, hey, look, nobody wants a Kingdom Hearts cutscene. <laughs> So you don't want anime blasting in a Final Fantasy character? I'm talking for three minutes about the people they were supposed to protect. <sighs> I... <sighs> Look, see, Donald Duck is the best character. I'm telling you. Well, like, he is. In contrast, but at the beginning of the game... Sucks, though. <laughs> <laughs> in contrast, at the beginning of the game, you run into Lily's the first boss you fight is Lily's protector, or she was supposed to be. And uh, once you beat her, you get a cutscene, and it's literally like... Uh, Man, I screwed over so hard. <laughs> Basically. Yo, I got wrecked, man. I got wrecked. The first cutscene was literally like, um, yeah, I uh, couldn't protect the actual right priestess, so I decided to protect Lily. Uh, my sister went to protect the white priestess. So let me try. Oh dang, there's a lot of blighted. Uh oh, the end. 
Ah, uh, oh god, no. No, 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 no. And then on the way to her, you read a few of her letters to her sister and that's it. And the letters are like two paragraphs. They, they they're not long either. So what are the chances that the white priestess is the final boss? Very high. Okay. Very high. You learn I just said Actually, I can't somebody's spoil it. You learn some stuff about the white priestess. I mean, just white priestess in a game like this. I mean, she was she was a good person. guy. <laughs> but well, they were all good guys at one point. Yeah, but you but know how. Yeah, this stuff goes. Like it's always the most holy, pure-hearted person who, when blighted or cursed, becomes like the ultimate evil of all time. Yeah. No one's no one's evil. I don't think I've made it clear. Like the black doesn't let you move on your own. It wasn't like the blight itself is evil though, right? Yeah. I mean the blight, I don't think it has like a, a mind it's like rabies, but your mind stays clear the whole time. You're like drunk but watching yourself drunk while your body does whatever it wants. <laughs> ah. So you get the horror aspect of I'm consciously watching myself try to kill this princess. Yes. Even though it was my job to protect the princess. Yes, that's that's what you do the whole time. But the blight makes me really want to gank this princess. <laughs> really bad. Yeah, that's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 horrifying, yeah. Well, this game does randomly have a lot in common with Resident Evil. Yeah, it's made by an indie indie developer. Their first game. I hope they make more. Okay, and the boss battles are fun. They've been varied so far. Yeah, the boss battles it's... are fun. There was only one boss battle that was absolute trash, but I won't talk about that one. The boss battles also have great music. Except for that one trash music. one, probably. Oh, yeah, the trash one also fun. had bad music, so it was just terrible all around. <laughs> you think it might have been a filler boss? You yeah, got to pad this game out. It was important, actually. He was necessary to to move forward in the game, but like we hadn't even learned about him prior to fighting him. And uh, oh, yeah, you get all his diaries after you get him. Yeah, you read all his diaries afterwards, so it was weird. That's the team going like, "Hey, did we give this guy a reason to exist?" Oh, damn. No? <laughs> oh, snap. Backstory. <laughs> uh, uh, no, we forgot the backstory. We just wanted to give him an ability. Oh, yeah. goodness. Uh. His battle was trash. It wasn't even, like, challenging in a way that was fun. It was just hard for no reason. He just kept backflipping like away from you, no matter what. Yeah. It was really annoying. Hey, but he gives you a cool ability afterwards. That's how you know it was annoying. Dream was annoyed just watching. He didn't even fight the boss. (laughs) Yeah, I just watched him. He just watched me fight him. I mean, do you have any ranged attacks? You have ranged attacks, but he had dudes with shields standing in front of him. Not shields, but they were just big dudes. Yeah. And they could teleport behind you at any point. Right, and they could teleport behind you while he backflipped away from you. So you had to keep moving, but in no particular direction. Not to mention that he's shooting projectiles at you the whole time while he's flipping away from you. Yes. 
Uh, so he's shooting at you, flipping back. He got ads in his fight. And they got shields, so I'm guessing they're tough. They uh, teleport yeah, behind I, you, too. Yeah. Yeah, I can see what you mean. I've, I haven't even seen the boss, and I can see what you mean. I'm like, okay, yeah. I don't want to end on a bad note, but yeah, that boss was pretty bad. But what about the best boss? The best boss was... I think, I'm going to just say her name because she's like the best character. Like the best spirit to even use. The best boss was Dark Witch Aline. And she, when you run into her, she's just doing typical witch stuff at first. Just shooting energy at you and stuff. But then when you get into the second phase, she just starts stabbing you. And, um... It's <laughs> Like she teleports above <laughs> you and then just stabs you. She teleports above you magic. and stabs you. And like We're going old school. Pull out the Right. Oh yeah, okay. And it's like it's so fair, oh God, it's frustrating. Stab. It's so fair, it's frustrating. Cause it's like <laughs> you know when she's going to teleport every time, but the teleport is instantaneous. So you have to trust yourself to dodge it. Man, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm a warrior in a fantasy land and I come across a mage and at the start of our fight he just runs at me with a weapon, I'm probably going to be terrified. Because <laughs> that's the last thing I expected. Yeah, like, she I, does like, not care. It's, it's literally like what? she's just trying to kill you as fast as possible in the second battle. Also, she turns out to be like a key character. Like everybody is friends with her for some reason. The white priestess herself was friends with her. Hmm. So yeah, Aline. Not even this witch can survive the blight. Nah. Yeah, if they got val if they got varied bosses like that with that kind of combat. And the right. ability to switch up your moves. When the main could be a lot of fun. On you. Yeah. Yeah. They still have an added new game plus, but they're talking about it on their Twitter, so they seem Are to be they- really active in listening to people's uh, suggestions and comments on their Twitter so I think sometime in the future we'll get New Game Plus. I'm not done with the first game but you know. No but that is good to hear. Are you going to suggest anything Chris? Adjust anything? Suggest, suggest. anything. Yeah. Oh no I, I'm not really on Twitter so. <laughs> hey fix that boss how about that? They're not going to fix him he was clearly intended to be like that even though it's stupid. Yeah well to add the fun <laughs> made the boss fight fun <laughs> there it is that's what I want the hey, fast notes to say too. everyone can get behind just like made the boss more fair and fun to fight <laughs> man it can be unfair if it's fun fun over everything that's what we squirrel want squirrel over everything <laughs> call back to the first over little podcast everything. but people gotta know People gotta know, man. Forget Charizard, Squirtle. Be out here picking Charizard, Charizard trash. War Turtle. I don't like. Look, I've grown to like War Turtle. He's cool. I like War Turtle for leading to Blastoise. Anyway, I like Andrew on his back. I like Andrew Lilies. He gives you really good uh, Dark Souls vibes. And uh, it's a lot like Hollow Knight, I guess. And you have stands, so why wouldn't you buy it? Mm, I, I I wouldn't buy it just because you have stands, honestly. We're, you're gonna have, we're gonna go through some JoJo. 
We're going to get some JoJo into Dream. One way or another. He's not nearly old yes. enough to watch JoJo. Yeah, you got to give it like not, five years. That's the it's only not thing the first part. So by that time, part seven will be animated. Oh, it's going to be great. Will it? Part seven so long, though. All right, that is just awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all the time we got. Thank you for tuning in to Triple Fist Bump. And with that, Triple Fist Bump out. And the lilies.